From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego with your latest news. Private members, motion number 15 is duly passed. Former Deputy Premier Chris Saunders gets unanimous support for a motion for a public servant salary increase. Whereas there is a desire by the public for a world-class civil service to meet current and future demands of the public, and whereas the Cayman Islands economy's largest service base, which places a demand on the skill sets of individuals, and whereas the government must compete with the private sector to attract, recruit and retain talent, we therefore resolve that government considers increasing the salaries of public servants by 13%, as soon as possible over a three-year period. The motion was amended in Parliament from what it initially stated to remove hard dates of the 1st July each year for a 4-5% to annual increase. A portion relating to a performance incentive compensation scheme was also removed. We do recognize that this is a challenging time, Madam Speaker, but nonetheless, it is something that we still need to consider wherever we can help that we can help. Deputy Governor the Honorable Franz Manderson agreed, but stressed any increase in the budget needs to be carefully weighted. We have seen the importance, Madam Speaker, of having a rainy day fund. We have seen COVID come and the government be in a position to not lay off civil servants, to actually pay them honorariums to our frontline workers. So we want to make sure that anything that we do in terms of raising salaries can be um, sustained and is financially prudent. The private member's motion passed on Friday. Buses for private schools, just one of the many topics related to education that were debated in the House. CIGTV's Donna Bush reports. As the second day of the third sitting of the 2022-2023 sitting of Parliament continued into Thursday night, many motions were laid before members. One motion is asking government to consider requiring the introduction of school buses for private schools on island. The motion spoke of the major traffic delays and traffic concerns. It also pointed to a 2020 report on vehicle importation and transportation, which included a recommendation to mandate private schools purchase their own buses for transporting students to school. The motion is asking government to consider offering duty concession incentives to private schools if they seek to purchase their own buses. The motion was moved by Sir Alden McLaughlin, MP for Red Bay, and seconded by MP for Georgetown North, Joseph Hugh. Sir Alden McLaughlin encouraged members to support the motion. The government needs to have that difficult conversation with the private schools. I had gone so far in my earlier discussions with them to, to even suggest to my colleagues when I was premier, that even if government had to pay for the busing of private school students, we should do so because of the overall um, benefit to the public, to all of us, by taking those many cars off the road at that particular time. We have time, I believe. It is end of April now to gear up, have the schools gear up, for the beginning of the next school year. Deputy Premier and Minister for Education, the Honorable Juliana O'Connor Connolly, had this to say as well. I think it's a necessary goal, in, especially in Grand Cayman, where there is a, quite a number of traffic votes, and if this could assist, the government certainly willing to investigate and consider, and I look forward to the appropriate financing because I do not have it within my existing allocations. Mr. Joseph Hugh, during his debate, discussed the possibility of public and private schools sharing buses since most of the schools are in the same area. The motion was passed and is now in the hands of government for consideration and action. That is CIGTV's Donna Bush there. 
Members of Parliament last week unanimously passed a private member's motion, which would allow the work to continue on the east-west arterial extension from Hurst Road to Woodland Drive without any environmental impact assessment. Upsetting news for a number of groups who have now banded together to demand elected officials reverse their decision. Radio Cayman's April Cummings has more. Six groups have come together and issued a joint statement. Amplify Cayman, the Cayman Islands Mangrove Rangers, CPR Cayman, Protecting Paradise, Sustainable Cayman, and Plastic Free Cayman. While they come from different perspectives, they are united in their concern over the parliamentary motion and its passage, which aims to remove the requirement for the Environmental Impact Assessment Study. That EIA would look at a variety of possible impacts of the road as proposed, environmental, socioeconomic, and health impacts, to name a few. Without the EIA, the consortium fears there will be consequences, highlighting a wide range of potential problems related to moving forward without an understanding of the hydrological dynamics of the area. Will the road cause flooding? What impact will increasing traffic through an important agricultural and wetland area have? And of course, the concerns about the impact on the central mangrove wetlands. Even if the road went ahead after the EIA, the group believes we would be in a better position to build it in a way that causes the least harm whether that's to the mangroves, the wetlands, or to the communities around it. To that end, the consortium is asking everyone who shares their concerns to let that view be known. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. Government has published a request for proposals for a submarine cable project management and advisory support team. This comes just days after opposition members asked the planning minister for an update on the country's underwater telecoms system. The Honorable J.E. Byings told MPs the government has prioritized this initiative as the existing systems are, quote, rapidly aging. The Maya one that has served the Cayman Islands providing the international communication going into its 23rd year is approaching its end of life and its expectations is that it will be closed at 25 years. The other system is the Cayman Jamaica fiber system is 26 years and also vulnerable. So far, his team has delivered an outline business case report to Cabinet that explored options for replacing the system. Cabinet has now reviewed the options put forward in the business case and authorized the Ministry of Pai to go to the market to confirm what interests ex- exist for building the cable system independently or explore or identify a worthwhile partner investor to the Cayman Islands government. The team is now working on a full business case to get an idea of what the actual cost would be to build the system. To my knowledge, several private sector entities, both local and overseas, have approached the government as there is no capacity to build the submarine cable system on island. These entities proposing to build the submarine cable system that are passing by the Cayman Islands from the U.S. onwards to the Central and South America, the outline business case reports, has evaluated some of these proposals and made recommendations accordingly. In Parliament, the opposition asked if the $15 million earmarked in the 2022-2023 budget for the subsea telecoms cable is still available and enough money. We know the funding that we have right to current isn't significant enough to complete the submarine cable and I am hoping and and I think I'm pretty sure that the government is in full support of making sure that we have the funding in the next budget coming up that we can continue on. It would be a shame for us not to continue with it after we've gotten this far and seeing how of national importance it is. The deadline to submit a bid on the newly established RFP is June 2nd.
In other local news, six migrants are repatriated to Cuba. The Cayman Islands Customs and Border Control Service says the men flew out on the chartered Cayman Airways flight on April 18th. The CBC director says this quote sends another clear message that our repatriation operations will continue until all migrants that have been denied asylum are returned to their country of nationality. The tourism minister is set to speak at next week's 2023 Caribbean Travel Forum, hosted by the Caribbean Hotel and Tourism Association. The focus will be on the business of regional tourism, with specific topics such as multi-destination marketing, intra-Caribbean travel, sustainability, technology innovation, and taxation. The Honorable Kenneth Bryan will join the panel on private-public partnerships. The in-depth discussion by the Ministers of Tourism will include business of industry with an emphasis on multi-destination marketing and new markets for Caribbean tourism. And we'll leave you with this one. You can put the band right here. Get Impulse Band and Regeneration. And the Cayman Islands folk singers bring some classics. Yeah. Matt Brown and Craig Marin starring in a short video to promote the festivities surrounding the coronation of King Charles III. While the coronation is on Saturday, we'll be celebrating in downtown Georgetown on the public holiday, Monday, May 8th. From 4 p.m. till 8 p.m. Yeah, we win the sun not too hot. Coronation celebration. And fireworks. We need fireworks. We got how to call grandma on that one. You can check out the full video in full on Radio Cayman's Facebook page. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm Shanda Gallego.